Good morning, everyone. My name is Cameron, and you are listening to The Bookworm. So, last episode, we discussed uh, The Cat's Cradle. Um, so, staying on the topic of uh, Kurt Vonnegut, I'm going to give you some different critical analysis of Slaughterhouse-Five. On the show today, we will have Angie, Delaney, and to switch it up a bit, Angie will be interviewing me because I have extensively studied this book. So just to give y'all a quick summary of the book, <sighs> this book's main goal was to describe the Dresden air bombing without glorifying it. And the main character, Billy Pilgrim, is, became unstuck in time, traveling through many different moments in his life. So Billy never even really knew where he was gonna pop up in time. At some points, he would be with uh, one of the three musketeers, Roland Weary, fighting in the war. Or maybe even on trial for Midoriya with Montana Wildhack, living it up in the, uh, in the dome. Or he could have even gone to his office where he was giving patients eye exam because he was an ophthalmologist. So now that y'all have a little bit of background information. Let's get into it. So now coming on to the show, as I mentioned before, we'll have Angie describing Kurt Vonnegut's psychological strategies in Slaughterhouse-Five. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you, Cameron, for having me. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So can you give me a brief synopsis of your article just so the viewers can get a little little grasp on what you're dealing with here yeah so so this article talks about the cognitive dissonance which is the state of having inconsistent thoughts relating to behavioral decisions and attitude changes um when he goes to chafamador um it also talks about how although people perceive this book as a non-linear novel and this article points out that it actually has a consistent pattern to it the article also brings a point that he experiences everything during the war from both sides and multiple points of view. And it also shows that Billy escapes his previous life on Chalfamador to avoid the war, although Vonnegut doesn't lose sight of the actual war. So just for our listeners out there, what do you, what do you mean by the book is non-linear? So this book is presented in a very weird fashion. It bounces around in time. It's not consistent whatsoever. And um, some examples of this in the book are when Billy is in war and he is um, in the hospital because he thinks he's going crazy. It flashes back to when he was in the YMCA and his dad dropped him at the end of the pool and told him to swim. So those connect because the emotions he was experiencing when he was in the hospital was similar to what he was feeling when his father dropped him in the pool. Okay, that's all from Angie. Uh, we really appreciate you coming out today. Uh, we'll see you back later for when you get to interview me. Uh, now on to our next guest, uh, Delaney. So now that we're done with Angie's little report, we're going to move on to our next guest, Delaney. My- so my article is basically about Vonnegut's use of humor in his book um, Slaughterhouse-Five and Sirens of the Titans and he uses humor basically as an allegory to describe the war as he experienced it 
So it Slaughterhouse Top Five talks about the bombing in Dresden, and then the Science of the Titans talks about like it's more of a science fiction war novel. So he uses humor and like the science fiction aspect and and the aspect of writing the book and all with all the characters. Okay, so just for our listeners, um, one of your major points in your article was uh, that Vonnegut fictionalized some of his war experiences. So just can you just explain that a little bit? So basically, when Billy Pilgrim and like all like the prisoners of war went to like, I guess like the was it, I think it was the Englishman like prisoner camp. They said they did like a Cinderella play, and I doubt that really happened in there. So like, adding the act of having like, the Cinderella play is sort of like humorous and fictionalized because that definitely is not happening in a prisoner of war camp. So Slaughterhouse-Five's whole purpose was finding a way to retell the history of the Dresden bombing without really glorifying the events. So do you think you can give me an example of how Vonnegut used humor to broadcast that goal? Yeah, so basically when he was talking about the Dresden bombing, he has them in a meat locker with like dead animals and everything. That's pretty, it's funny, but it's also not at the same time. And then after the bombing, when they went out to like go walk around everything, he described it as walking on the moon, which... It definitely wasn't like walking on the moon and they were basically the only people left living and he used like humor and like being like we're the only people left because everyone else died but he also wasn't glorifying the war at the same time all right well thank you for coming on the show today Delaney uh, it's been awesome having you so now going back to what I previously mentioned Angie's gonna come back onto the show and interview me so you guys can get to hear my area of expertise. All right, thanks for coming back to interview me, Angie. Thanks for having me back. So let's just jump right into it. So can we get a brief synopsis of your article? Yeah, so my article was really about Kurt Vonnegut's postmodernist writing style and the subset techniques he used to relay that style. Um, these techniques included fragmentation, ontological dimension, stream of narration, parody, and metafiction. Really interesting, Cameron. So which sub-techniques of postmodernism do you think was most effective to the novel? Um, I would say the stream of narration, just because it's so much different from other books. Um, it really gives you, it gives the reader a chance to interpret like kind of their own meaning to the story with different settings and different scenes awesome okay so on to our next question cameron why do you think kurt vonnegut wrote this book in such a postmodern style i really think there's uh two answers to this question the first part being his use of fragmentation throughout the story so kurt vonnegut was said to have suffered from schizophrenia so I really think he brought his schizophrenic mood to the context when he was like making him time travel through all his different events in his life. And uh, so he really wanted to display like reality as it is disordered and, and like simulated fragments. So the second answer to the question would be, I don't think Vonnegut really wanted to follow like the style of a normal novel, because if he did that, like, he would have just ended up writing an anti-war novel and glorifying the war, which is, which is the exact opposite of what he wanted to really do. So that's all from me. Um, I appreciate you coming back out, Angie. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much. So 
so that's all for the show today. Uh, just to give you guys a quick rundown of what you heard. We started off with Angie, and she went into a psychological analysis of Kurt Vonnegut and the book Slaughterhouse-Five itself, and then told us how the book actually did have some flow about it um, through connecting separate events in the novel um, by using cognitive dissonance. So following Angie, um, we had Delaney on the show, and she really got into how Vonnegut used humor to relay like the difficult events that happened during the bombing of Dresden. And then finally, we had my part, um, in which I analyzed Kurt Vonnegut's postmodernist writing style and like the different techniques he used to produce his postmodernist agenda that he used for the book. So that's it for this episode. I really appreciate all of our guests coming out today and all of you guys for tuning in. It is always a pleasure. And of course, listen in for our next episode where we will be discussing Vonnegut's novel Galapagos. So we'll see y'all next time on The Bookworm.